Philip has gone there, and he's preached good news to the, to the Samaritans. So, verse 14, and now when the apostles, you know, the guys leading stuff in Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them, and they simply were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then they began laying hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Now this is, you know, you can read a lot of historians and stuff, and they, and because I've got bo- books about, you know, that there were different things that happened at different places in Acts as they were as the Holy Spirit, you know, from the morning of Pentecost to, the, you know, here's the first time of the Samaria. But I think what God's saying to us, and from some of the other sources that He's led me to lately, just to remind me about this, is that. Part of your heritage as a son or daughter of God in Jesus is the Holy Spirit with you. So it's not just the apostles. In that sense, the body of Christ at any moment, you may be the person to lay hands on someone that needs a greater anointing of the Spirit than they've got. And I'm not saying that we, like, like you know, some, some of our denominations say, well, you know, the sign is everybody's speaking in tongues. Another group will go to the other end and say, well, it's prophecy. Hey, it's just, we have the Holy Spirit, but sometimes we need a greater anointing for whatever we're going to do next. And, and, and we're kind of leaky vessels anyway. I've been, you know, I've been trying to, this, these two buildings, I think we have seven bathrooms. And just someone's always going, hey, there's one of them leaking. I get a bottle of uh, food coloring, red food coloring. I take the top off. I put it in the tank because I want to know, is it the flap or is it the other stuff? And then I'll come back later. And I, I did that early this morning in here. And when I, went, I got tired of listening to one upstairs in this building, and I thought, don't I have some food coloring around here someplace? I had some. I took it in the back, put it in the back of the tank. I waited a few minutes. I came back. I went, aha, there's food coloring in the bowl. There's a leak in this. Is it the flap? I think, you know, so I I happened to have another flap with me. I took that one out, put a new flap in, put the food coloring in again and went and picked up Gordon and then came back and remembered to go check that one now and it wasn't in the bowl. It means it was the first one's flap. Why am I telling you this? I don't know. We're leaky vessels. We're leaky vessels. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're. Yes. 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 When when our when our when our when our minds start being full of fleshly thoughts, and you know what that is. Like it can be all kinds of stuff. Worry stuff. From, it, from lusting about anything, you know, to, to fear, to whatever. The spirit has, like the toilet, it's leaked down and we need a new charge. We need, you know, put a new flap in. I don't know. 
This is that's too much. The yeah. Help. Well, just help. Let's just pray for each other. Like I, I I've leaked down low. I've got my thoughts are not the right thoughts. I need the Lord. So like with them, 17, they began laying hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. And then this story, we're just going to tell the rest of the story. So, you know, Simon, Simon has been keeping up with this. What, you know, like he's fascinating. You know, he's kind of a magician. He does a little stuff, and he probably does some dark cult stuff, too, on the side. And so, he, so Simon sees this verse 18. He saw the Spirit was being bestowed through the laying on of the hands of, of the apostles, and he offered them money. Now, you and I don't have to be apostles, but, but we, we got to get over that it's, some, it's somebody else's special, somebody else's Billy Graham, somebody else's somebody. Just name a name that you think is the real, you know. All of us, at any time, may be the one that needs to, God may impress you going, and just ask their permission. I forget sometimes, but you know, you ask their permission. Hey, can I just put my hand, you know, we try to get girls, put girl, hands on girls, on girls, guys on guys. You know, sometimes it's family stuff or, you know, we're right there public. It's okay. But I'm just saying that, that he can come through any one of his children to one of the other children. I've seen it happen over and over again. You know, and it's, and I don't know, maybe one out of a thousand where God went, yeah, I'm going to do something, go over there. He, he just doesn't talk to me exactly like that. I don't see it coming. I just go over because they asked me to come over or I was led to go over there. And you, and you go and you lay hands on them and then all of a sudden, wham, they need, there needed to be like the tank with the food coloring. They need, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, Wow. Wow, God showed up. Like, you know, like this with my sleeves, nothing up my sleeve. You know, it's not me. But the Holy Spirit's with each of us. And our brother or sister needs fresh oil. Yep. 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 I don't know what's next in this country. But we need to be able to call on God. If things get crazy, maybe they won't. Maybe the, who knows? I'm just saying, just whatever, just whatever, wherever we are in the world, we, we need to know how to go back into the cave like King David. You just go way back until you can't hear your friends, can't hear your own head, whatever. You, you get in that place, that a place alone with God. And, you know, the wind will blow even back in the deepest part of the cave where there shouldn't be wind. And where it's dark and there shouldn't be light, but there can be light there because, because the creator of all things is your father. And your older brother, the love of your life is the Messiah. And the mysterious third, the Holy Spirit, is with you, coming and going, lives with you, in and out, all the time. Your teacher, your God, your counselor, your encourager, he's, he's all those things.
So Simon said, verse 19, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May yours, boy, I bet he wasn't expecting this next line. The, the great thing about reading scripture is you have to put yourself, even though you've read it a lot, you know the story, you know the end of it, you got to treat it like you don't know what the next sentence is going to say. Because that's how you get surprised even now, anytime. It's like, like you don't know what's going to happen next. He says this, and then Peter says to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours and pray the Lord that, if possible, like, can you imagine he put that in the sentence? If possible, the intentions of your heart may be forgiven you, for I see that you're in the gall of bitterness and in the bondage of iniquity. You are jealous of this. You are jealous of this and want this and want to buy it. You're, you've got the wrong attitude totally, man, about this. You're going the wrong direction. Ananias and Sapphira have already found out that you can't, like, kind of pull one over on God. They've been checked out. You know, it's... Twenty-four. So Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me yourself, so that nothing of what you said may come upon me. I imagine he's shaking from fear. Fear of the Lord. Good fear. Twenty-five. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. They just can't not talk about this. I wish I was just like that. Just, I just could not not talk about this. You know, that I just get in trouble at Walmart because I just talk about this. Just storytelling. I so loved Wimber. We would be in a conference and he'd have all these, we'd have all these notes they'd handed out. And we'd have a big thick notes and we're trying to write the notes down and John's trying to teach along with the notes and he's, He's going along, and we're starting to yawn. And he could see, you know, a room with a thousand people in there. And he'd be going along, and all of a sudden he'd stop. He'd go, you want to hear a story? The whole room at one time would say, yes! <laughs> and John would start telling some encounter that had happened, you know. And then God would just take us from our notes, and it would just turn into this. And before you knew it, the, the whole thing had erupted into... Uh, show and tell. John just had this ability to just say, yeah, you know, there's like, uh, there's, a, there's like five people here with such and such. You want to come down here? And five people would stand up and, yeah, yeah, come down here. And he'd have us all like, yeah, extend your hands toward him. Before you knew it, it was lunch. We were all having a sack lunch or a bought lunch that we had somewhere or another and just meeting other people with just, and everybody's, nobody was trying to brag. Nobody was trying to be, they, we, had, we had vineyards in stored in locket buildings. Really, there was one that they just rented three or four stored in locket places and they would have all the furniture in one and they would have the children in another one and they would have like 
a vineyard met in like, say, five or six Storton Lockets. That was their church built place. Just, just uh, over in London, a lot of them meet in taverns in the back of the tavern. They got vineyards meeting in the back end over here and everybody else is up here at the bar and stuff in the back end. They're having a vineyard service. Yeah. We've gotten too big for our britches. I've been reading one of the forums about the, they're complaining back and forth. Well, we just need to be an army again. One of them's going, what do you mean army? And finally, I can't take it because I'm old and I'm, I'm, I'm 72, so I'm turning into slowly that guy that says, get off my grass. You know that part? <laughs> I can feel it. I can hear it in my head. I don't really even have any, hardly any grass. But I just, I just, you know, I just see it coming. So I wrote, so I, I printed a little thing that John, John said, so it wouldn't be me saying it. And John says, the vineyard is an army. The vineyard, it's a hospital. It's a school. It's a family. It's all those things. At any one moment. Some of it kind of ebb and flow of it, but it's all, it's all there. All the time. I hope that's never lost. As long as there's a movement. As long as, you know. There's all kinds of, you know, cultures moved on. It's been, it's been a while. Carol's 85. She and Penny and uh, her sister and then Bob Fulton. I saw a picture of them the other day. You know, I, I won't go into all that out, out there, but, but they're, still, they're still being themselves. If I could go see them, they're just older. Verse 26, but, but, but an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. So, so here we've had Philip. Peter and John have showed up. They've laid hands on him. Holy Spirit's come. They've fallen on him. You know, they're, they're, they're going back to Jerusalem. And while they're going back to Jerusalem, Philip's just listening to God, you know. Verse 26, saying, he says to him, Get up, go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. It says this is a desert road. So he got up and went. And there was an Ethiopian unit, a, a court official of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. Just your typical day. He's got a bunch of guys in front and behind, and, you know, it's a little crowd. He's not just by himself, you know. He's just reading, and God's told Philip, Hey, get up there and run beside that chariot. <laughs> and so he does, right? Verse 29, And then the Spirit said to Philip, See, you and I are not safe. I mean, I'm not to scare you, but you're just not safe. You have the Holy Spirit at any moment. You might have your next story like Philip having a story. You are minding your own business, so to speak, although you're a child of God and you're at his beck and call. And remember, you say, we're just coins in Jesus' pocket. He can spend us any way he wants to. You know? 
And at any moment, he might just go, go over there and talk to that person. Yeah, but Lord, just go over there and talk to that person. <laughs> so Philip runs up, verse 30, and heard, heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I? Unless someone guides me, he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of Scripture, I just can imagine Philip's in his everyday, whatever everyday clothes look like. And here's a guy that's like dressed to the nines or whatever, you know, because he works for the queen. <laughs> you know, this would be interesting thing with people in front, people in the back, you know. It's just, it'd be a great scene. Okay, so he says, uh, now the, verse 32, so the passage in Scripture that he was reading was from this. He was led as, as sheep to slaughter, as a lamb before its shearers is silent, and so he doesn't open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who would relate his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, whom does the prophet say this, of himself or someone else? And then Philip opened his mouth and began from there, from this scripture, he preaches Jesus to him. As he went along the road, they came to some water. The eunuch says, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? Now we've added later, probably a little while, but 30 said, that's fine. God wanted, undoubtedly wanted left in here. And Philip says, if you believe with all your heart and, you, and you, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he ordered the chariot to stop. They both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him but went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself in Azuda, it says, but that is Ashdod. Now, Ashdod is one of the leading cities once upon a time of the Philistines. Isn't that interesting? And as he passed through, he kept preaching the gospel to all the cities until he came to Caesarea. Just your normal day at the office. Just your normal, just the normal stuff. The eunuch will go back. All these Ethiopians will get saved. There'll be a church that will form there, one of the leading churches of the time period. Because Philip was just obeying. Okay, I have no conclusion. I didn't think about this. Like, when I get to the end of that, what am I going to do? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Get us, Lord. Just get us. Just more. We all just say more, Lord. Just more. Just more. More of whatever you want to do. May we be like Philip. That, that you'll be loud enough to overcome our natural stuff if we're hungry or we're thinking about this or a bill. or I don't know. That, that we'll hear you. And we'll obey. Because we love you, Lord. And we'll take the risk. It won't matter if we missed it or we got it right. We love you, Lord. We love your things. We love your ways. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Like the saying up there from the Moravians, I don't even know where I got that, but I did that the last year I was teaching school. To win for the Lamb the rewards of His suffering. That was a good phrase. Ah, good phrase. The Moravians started a prayer meeting. It lasted a hundred years. A hundred years. That's just... A hundred years, that is just crazy. Boy, it changed a bunch of stuff. Eastern United States. We talk about the first, the second great awakening and all, all that, you know. It's like, we so need an awakening. You know, the, the Jesus people move, uh, movie, whatever, about Lonnie and all those guys down, down, just was so exciting to go see that. Yep. I told you I met Lonnie one time for like 10 or 15 seconds. He was walking behind me. I knew the voice because I'd played the, I had the testimony tape of Mother's Day 1980. I stopped, told the friends I was with, just a minute, I got go, to go meet Lonnie. What? He's behind me. I can hear his voice. He did. He had a skating jacket on. It said Lonnie across the back of it. So, yeah. I just said, I so thank you for coming and doing your testimony back then. I've listened to that over and over and over. Well, thanks. You know. Ah, more Lonnie's. More all those guys. You know, you see the credits and going, wow, they're still baptizing down there in, in that cove. Churches are still baptizing people down there. Wow, neat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Lord. Thank you for today. Kyle, I'm through up here.